Good morning, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Janice. Welcome to the Truly Your VA podcast. Today, I have on an amazing guest, and we're just going to hop right on into it just to let everyone know that I am also simulcasting through the Wisdom Audio app. <laughs> and welcome to all of my amazing listeners on the Wisdom Audio app right now. I want to introduce my guest today. And let me just say, she's very multi-talented, along with a very, I think, eloquent and very kind of romantic first name, Marlita. She is a multi-published author, 20 plus year educator. She creates, she teaches, she writes, she mentors. Wow. And really to the heart of her soul, she speaks in the area of faith, art, and entrepreneurship. Welcome, Marlita. Thank to you. The, your VA podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm so excited to be here. <clears throat> I'm so, uh, I'm so excited. I like I when I was looking at my podcast for this, you know, my calendar for this week, which is, um, you know, I I feel so blessed. First of all, to be in this space with you today. You know, when I see the names come up, you know, for the day before, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. You know, I'm like a little kid at Christmas. <laughs> so I want to kind of start um, probably in, you know, we're all speaking of our faith lately because, because we can, mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Catholic, but I consider myself to be very spiritual mm -hmm. <laughs> and how, how I speak and how I act is a reflection a lot. Of course, my upbringing, my parents and how I was brought up in faith and yours really, your groundwork, so to speak, is through your faith mm -hmm. and faith, art and entrepreneurship. How did that, first of all, all come together for you? Yes. So short version. Um, well, I, you know, I've been a Christian as long as I can remember, grew up in the church. And how this all started was, um, first of all, I never wanted to be an artist. Um, I wanted to be a psychologist. But at 15, I met this dance ministry, started dancing with them. That changed the entire trajectory of my life. So that was art. Um, so my journey went from starting in the faith world and then um, then art came in. So then it was faith and art for a long time. And then me wanting to figure out how to build sustainability in my life, how to make a living, how to make money as an artist who's following God. That's where the entrepreneurship part came out. And then I was writing books along the way. So me learning how to use my other talents, use my other gifts to build sustainability for myself so that I could do my art while I'm following God um, is how this all came to be. And then I started noticing other people who were struggling with the same thing I was struggling. And I've been a teacher for as long as I can remember. So that's kind of how that unfolded in a nutshell. <laughs> and I love that, you know, sometimes when people say the short condensed version, uh, and I'm raising my hand for our listeners on the Wisdom Audio app right now, <laughs> it's really not because I ramble on and on and on. So, but that was perfect because that, <laughs> that really gave me a lot of insight. And what I find very fascinating is 
you had mentioned that when you started in the dance ministry, that mm -hmm. really, that was your, your pivot. The mm -hmm. start of your journey. You may have mm -hmm. not known the path at the time. Of course, we yeah. can look back and say, okay, there was that, that moment when I entered the dance ministry, I thought mm -hmm. I was going this way, but now I'm going this way. And the path is clear now because we can look back. When you look back at that, when you think of that moment where you're like, oh my God, I love dance ministry. What did that feel like for you? Um, it's amazing. I mean, it changed everything. I can just, like you said, very clearly look back and trace everything back to the time I joined that company because there I not only deepened my faith, right, as an individual, but I learned so much about myself. I didn't know that I had a gift. To, I didn't know I had a gift to teach or choreograph or make art. I didn't even know these were interests of my heart, you know, so I learned more about myself there. I learned more about my faith. Um, I took a lot of risks out of that time um, that led to wonderful things. Um, my time there led me to write my first book. Never thought I would ever write a book. Then realized, oh, I write books. <laughs> you know, so all of the things that have unfolded, unfolded out of the time that I had there. So I look back with great appreciation. That I find very fascinating because when we go through the process of life, mm -hmm. some of those greatest lessons that are learned are where we do take the risks. Yeah. Where would you say, looking back on your journey, and maybe there are several, as I'm sure there are for everyone, where you're contemplating taking that risk? In the process that you had to go through mm -hmm. to say, okay, now I'm comfortable to make this, to take this risk. I may not feel 100% on board, but something is not pushing you, but something is wants to move because I think there's a difference between a push and a move. Yeah. What was that like for you? That um, was actually a regular part of <laughs> my life. Um, my aunt, she was an art, she was a beautiful artist. Um, she used to draw, now she does more photography, but besides her, I was the first one in my family to like actually try to go after art, um, in the way that I did. So there was a lot of risk, a lot of risk to move past what my family knew, my family was like, you know, you, how are you going to make money? You should do this. And I started late. So even though I was 15 when I joined that dance ministry, what I didn't know is in order to go to school for dance, you had to know how to dance of a certain kind, right? And so it took me nine years to get accepted into a dance program. I was 27 by the time I got into a bachelor's program for dance. So <laughs> there was a lot of risk to continue along that path. And my family loved me, but they were not happy about that. And I get it. You know, 
having creative dreams is cute and fun at 18, 19, 21, 22, but I was pushing 23, 24, 25, 26, right? All my other friends were having, you know, getting married, having second and third children, finishing their master's. I'm just trying to get into a bachelor's program and broke a lot along the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was a huge risk to listen to my own voice. Um, it was a huge risk when I finally got accepted into a bachelor's program. It was in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm from California. All my family's in California. I had never lived anywhere else before outside of California. Um, and I didn't even have money to get there, let alone money to go to school. But I was like, if you just get me on Maryland soil, I know God will take care of the rest. And he did. It was a risk for me to write those books. It was a risk for me to fly out there and even try to audition. So all, all of the things that I did and have done have all been risk to put myself out there because I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew I needed to try it. And that is so true. And, you know, I am a big believer in God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle, you know, thinking of obviously some things that pop up into my head. Yeah. But what you, what you said though, is you had to listen to your own voice because there was all this outside chatter. Marlita, what are you doing? It was a, it was a lot and it was very loud <laughs> and something, something that I had to learn about that was, you know, my, it wasn't that my family was trying to hurt me in saying what they were saying. It's that they didn't see what I saw. I saw what my life was, right? I saw the gift that I had. I saw the vision for my life. And so though they were saying things that practically, of course, were good advice, they weren't good advice for me, right? And so sometimes we have to learn that's probably the biggest risk we'll ever take in life, I think, is to listen to what you know is right for you, despite the good advice that's that's around you. Right. And, you know, the beauty of that is, you know, you've acknowledged that. And I think it's important to also say that, you know, thank God that we have family members who love us enough and say, hey, you know, I really don't think you know, you should do that. You know, you need to get a job. How are you going to support yourself? Yeah. And those are very, that's done with love. It's not mm -hmm. in vain or with, um, with a tenacity of you shouldn't be doing this. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't think you should be doing this. Like it, it's yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't know how to say it lovingly at the time, <laughs> there comes the loudness. I suspect my family they were the most loving when they said it okay <laughs> even I though i do they were doing it out of love out of they love. didn't know right. they just you know you see you see somebody that you care about going off a cliff wasting away you know you don't always react the most diplomatically you think they're going off a cliff you do what you got to do true. that is so true so obviously you go through the schooling because you were, uh, you're a 20 plus year educator. Mm -hmm. Where did that 
schooling lead you to? Obviously to educate. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's interesting because I was teaching before I got into school and, and I was looking through my notebooks the other day and I was like, I realize that going to school was only to refine what I was already doing and who I knew I already was. And so though it was very painful for me to be rejected all those years, right? What it gave me was, was time to get to know myself first. So I didn't go into school to learn who I was. I went into school to refine who I was. And so that really affected how I went through school. And um, so coming out of that, uh, I went and started teaching at a performing arts high school in downtown Los Angeles. And it was so interesting to me because before going to Baltimore, I couldn't even get in school. And now I came out and because I had this certification in dance, right? And granted more information because I had been in school, but because I had the certification though, that certification allowed me to blow past a whole lot of people with more qualifications. And I was able to be hired as a dance teacher in a performing arts high school, brand new. It was nothing but paint and air. <laughs> So I got to build that dance program from the ground up. It was one of the most amazing experiences. I taught there for seven years um, and really got to flourish as an artist, as an artist, as a teacher. That's where I started producing my own work as a choreographer. I wrote my next book while I was teaching there. I was producing all kinds of events and shows. It was just really a beautiful time of um, validation and just creative flourishing for me. I was in a, a wonderful environment. Um, so that was like an amazing time um, that I went through. And then I left there in 2016, um, you know, just doing my no parachute jump out of the plane <laughs> next season. And then that's when I started to really move into building my own work. Wow. So now you're not only did you build something from the ground up, I, I'm kind of backtracking in my mind a little bit, the first mm -hmm. part of our conversation where you were, you know, you were saying, gosh, you know, 27 years old and I'm trying to get into school. But then what you realize, what I think is such a diamond in the rough like this huge gem is that you already knew who and what you wanted to do. You were just refining, refining who you were mm -hmm. as a person and as an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's interesting. Um, you know, I just graduated with my master's last May. And, you know, going into my master's, I was 40 years old. One of my cohort members, she was 22. So there was a huge difference in the way she went through that graduate school process and the way I went through that graduate school process. Do you know what I mean? Even though we were both sure. qualified, but it was just, it was a huge difference. Um, and it was really interesting to see us parallel right next to each other and see 
how that experience was so different <clears throat> for her. She was coming into a lot of the stuff, discovering a lot of the stuff as I would have done in school had I been allowed into school that early, but I didn't, I had to develop that outside of a program. Um, but then that allowed me to go into a program and then maximize for my life and my path, maximize my time there. Wow, that, that, I, that is just so amazing. So now you're doing entrepreneurship kind of things. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more like that? Like, what was it that you said, I really could make a business doing what I'm doing and serving others yeah. in the way that God wants me to? <clears throat> Excuse me. I, my family has always been entrepreneurial. So I just grew up around, you know, my family making their own path. Did, <laughs> did we all do it right? <laughs> no, but we all had that mind. And so when I realized, you know, this is what I want to do, I was like, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it on my own terms. Now that was, all of this was an incredibly adventurous, more adventurous than I wanted. Adventurous. <laughs> And bumpy ride. But I love it because it allowed me to work through and figure out. And yeah, it took me 20 years to, you know, to get it together. But now I'm able to do it on my own terms and in the way that I want to. Um, so yeah, teaching has always been a passion for me. And something looking back that I've realized is I am um kind of a documentarian of my own process. And then I use that. And as an educator, flip that and help other people, which I think we all do, right? Mm -hmm. All Absolutely. of us who help people, you're, you know, you go through and you look at your own process and see, okay, what did I learn? What can be better? That kind of thing. So that's essentially what I did as an artist, as an author, as an entrepreneur. And for me as an entrepreneur, the work that I focus on is helping people get clear about their work. Um, and that came from my own struggles as an entrepreneur. You know, when we're first starting out, I think we all go to Google now at some point and, you know, type in, where do I start? We go for advice. And something that I noticed was all of the advice that I found was so task-based you know, go get your LLC, get your business cards done, get your website, that kind of thing. This was back then. And I would try to do those things, but it was always hard because what I realized, I, I was missing information. I was missing things. Okay, go file my business paperwork, but I don't even know what I want to name my business. You can't file for a DBA without a business name. <laughs> I would get right. I would get business cards because they told me to give business cards. But then like every three weeks I was getting new stuff because I hadn't really took the time to understand the business I was even trying to build. I tried to get a logo done because they told me I needed to get a logo. And I remember I, can you hear me? We're, yes. Okay. So I went to get a logo done and I had done the research to find this graphic designer that I loved. And we had a conversation and she goes, okay, great. I'm going to send you this questionnaire. Just fill it out and then we'll get started. It was a three-page questionnaire. 
that I couldn't even fill out. And so one of the things, <laughs> because I didn't know enough about my business to do that, and I didn't know that that was something that I needed to know. Um, and I see that a lot in other new entrepreneurs is we're so excited to get started and to build, but all of the things that you have to do to build that business require you to make decisions and answer questions. So you need to know what you're building first <laughs> before you go try to build it so that you know what you need to build it. Um, and so that's where, that's where I focus is getting people clear about what they're trying to build, whether they are an author writing a book, whether they are an artist building an art career or an entrepreneur building a business. Because I realized in those three areas, which are the three areas of my life, it's the same process that's required. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. You know, and you bring some, up some very valid points, like to really get clear on your business, you know, for instance, obviously I'm a virtual assistant, podcast host, you know, those sort of things, but the backdrop of all that, mm -hmm. I can't even tell you how many color palettes I've been through. Like, <laughs> I'm, just like I'm done with color palettes, but the funny thing was yeah. about the truly your VA podcast. I like the format that I had right. for stories podcast. Love the colors. Fell in love with that. Yeah. The truly, the initial stuff, I'm like, I'm not feeling this, but I already have guests coming on. So I guess right. I got to go with what I have. But then it occurred to me, I was sat back for a moment, you know, and maybe this has happened with some of your clients. And I'm like, okay, I like, kind of earth tone colors, but with a little color, more mm -hmm. than earth tone. I love simplicity. I love clear cut images, like clean edges. So I was thinking more of obviously colors, but yeah. fabrics, textures, and those sort of things. And when, <laughs> when I thought of that, that's when it occurred to me. And of course I changed all my graphics around. Yes. With <laughs> I didn't even have time to send you a copy of your updated social media graphic. I'll mail it out to you today. But, you know, I wonder if some of your clients have gone through that process where they are just driving themselves crazy. Yes, I went through it. My clients go through it because you're, you're, I'll say, I'll speak for myself and things that I have observed. We think it's from the outside in instead of the inside out. So what I mean by that is it depends on what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for, for what purpose that determines all of those other things. So for instance, if, if I were to say, my work is specifically for women, right? women, I, I, one of the examples I use is as a mother, right? <clears throat> a lot of times I see people who say, you know, I want to serve mothers. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But there are mothers of all kinds. There are mothers in all kinds of situations. Which kinds of mothers are you serving? Because that's going to change the way you speak. That's going to change the way you structure your service. Like if I was delivering something for moms who needed it, 
if I'm talking to, let's just say, you know, mothers of young children, if she's a stay at home mom, that's different from how I would serve a mom who works outside the home. Right. Right. That's different, even though they're both mothers. If I'm talking to a mother of young children versus a mom who has adult children, that's different. Right. So you just that's what I mean about the clarity of your work. One of the reasons that I choose the colors that I do or the, you know, the fonts that I do is because I know I'm speaking to men and women. Um, I choose certain fonts because I'm like, I'm talking to artists. I need this to look artsy. Do you know what I mean? So because I'm clear about who I'm serving, why I'm serving them, then I'm able to make informed decisions about branding, about my voice tone, about how I market, about the type of business I want to build, about whether I belong on Instagram or Facebook, whether a social audio app is better for me or not, right? I'm able to make those decisions because I'm clear about who I'm speaking to and what I'm trying to do. Mm, That is so true. And I I think I may have chatted about this before, but you know, obviously the social, um, the audio social media, and by the way, uh, thank you to all my listeners that are currently on. I'm of course on Wisdom, but I'm also on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, I think I have close to 7,000 followers. Which is amazing. It is, but for me, it's not about the followers. It's about, you know, having that connection first. I want to connect with people in a way that feels genuine. I don't want to just say, oh, you know, follow me on Clubhouse or, you know, follow me on the Wisdom Audio app. I want to connect. And as a byproduct of that, you know, I've been quite successful in organically growing my business. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, (laughs) excuse me, the one thing that I don't like is my photograph, which is a professional photo. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. In fact, my photo on the Wisdom Audio app, you know, is on basically on all my different social media channels. Mm. I'm I'm not crazy about it because it you know they did my hair it was for a modeling thing and they they did it straight and I like a little I'm a volume kind of person but anyways so you, know, <laughs> you know it's just one of those things you know I I can live with that that photograph but I do yeah. <laughs> excuse me when I'm when I'm doing my social media graphics I change it up like for instance you might see me. Um, like my newest um, social media platform, I fell in love with Pinterest. Yeah. So I changed my photograph and my different, you know, pins on Pinterest. And that, that makes me happy. So I just wanted to add that, you know, it, and one thing that my, my business coach said to me was you, she says, I wouldn't, I know you don't like your picture, but I wouldn't go change everything because that's been your logo or your logo picture for so long but if you can change it within what you do that's fine so nice i'm cool now (laughs) well let's just say i was cool beforehand but i'm even more cooler now (laughs) yeah and it's like we're always um you know we're always growing because we're always understanding our business more we're always understanding who we are as entrepreneurs and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, those choices are dynamic, you know, as you 
understand more about your business, you might look at, you know, your tagline or those kinds of things. You might go, oh, I can tweak this a little bit to reflect who I really am and what this business is really about as I've come to understand it more. So those things are always, you know, dynamic. They're not going to be drastic unless you're doing like a total rebrand, but we're always learning more and more about our business. But starting out, like to me, I think that is the the missing first step that I don't I don't often hear in advice to new entrepreneurs I know I didn't from myself is before Mm -hmm. you go do all the other stuff take a minute and take some time that's what my workbook is about is take the time first to figure out what it is that you're actually trying to build uh, before you go try to build it so you know what you need to build it. Absolutely. Um, it's almost a pause for reflection. Like, okay, here I am. You know, I've got, <laughs> excuse me, I have certain things figured out. Still need to work on this and that, but you know, that's okay. Let's move forward. But I think, obviously you're the expert on this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of times when entrepreneurs are at that point, they're like, okay, well, I, I'm not going to do anything until all this is cleared up. And I think just a personal view, I think that's a mistake mm-hmm. because we want, we still want to go forward. Mm-hmm. Like I was mentioning about the, the social media graphic for the, for the truly your VA podcast. You, we still want to go forward. Like I, I was, I was moved forward to do that. Mm-hmm. And then of course I had to start the third podcast, but you know, that's done, you know, as a, um, in honor of my son, but you know, the point being, if we don't start those people's, the people that we are meant to serve yeah. are not going to be served. Yeah. So start. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, it depends on we, we all each have this very individual path. So it depends, you know, you have some entrepreneurs who are, who are in a job, right. Or in a situation and they're, they're beginning to think about transitioning into entrepreneurship. Okay. If you have that luxury, then before you jump, get clear about the business you want to build, you know, because you have the time and you have the space to get some of that clarity first. You're not going to be a hundred percent clear but you need to do some work to figure out what you're trying to build first. Then you have other people where it's like, I did it. Sounds like you did it. I just went (laughs) and figured it out as I went along. But I, if I would have done it differently, I still would have went, but in my going right as I started, I would have been trying to spend that time to focus on understanding what this business is. Mm, I love that focusing on what the business is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So from dance ministry, education, entrepreneur, educator, I maybe didn't say that in the correct um, timeline. W- what is the what is the next big, big thing for Marlita? So for me, um, I think it's just living in what this is, you know, in, as I've gone through each of these kind of seasons in my life, I've built stuff, you know, I've, I have more books 
that I want to write. I've written five <clears throat> and I have more books that I want to write. But now I finally understand what it is that I do. I built each of these components separately. There was a part of my life where it was nothing but faith and art. There was a part of my life where it was nothing but dance. It was nothing but this. And so for the past you know, two years, I've been working on how do I bring everything in one place? Like what does Marlita do? And these are the different ways that manifests. Um, so I did a lot of work just figuring out working through what this is. So one of the things I realized is, <clears throat> one, I am an educator at heart. Everything I do, no matter who I'm talking to, which part of faith, art, and entrepreneurship I'm doing it, I'm a teacher. I'm always in the process of teaching. Whether I'm creating, writing, speaking, it's all to teach. The other thing that I realized is all of my work is about identity. What is it? What are you building? Again, whether I'm talking to an author who's about to write a book, well, what book are you actually writing? Whether it's an artist who's looking at the relationship between their faith and their art career, or they're looking at building their art career. Well, what kind of career do you want to build? Who do you wanna be as an artist? What kind of relationship do you want between your faith and art? And then, like I said, with the entrepreneur, what kind of business are you building? So all of my work is about answering those questions. What is it that you're building so that people have the information they need to build their work? What is it that you're building? Wow, that is fascinating. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because we kind of need to know that. And you really need to know. <laughs> yeah, because it's about asking those questions. I, like I'm thinking of some of my um, former health coaching clients, you know, where they come in, oh, I want to lose weight. Okay, why? You're always asking the why. Right. Like because, backtracking. Yeah, because, you know, like we talked about earlier, the why is going to determine the how. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I want to build a house, I can't just say I want to build a house. There's a lot of other questions I have to ask, you know, well, what kind of house do you want? What size? What materials do you want? What do you plan to do in the house? There's all kinds of things that you have to find out about this house so that you know how to build the house. You can't just say, I want to build a house, and then that's enough information for you. you you've got to know a lot more. I love that analogy. Yeah. Marlita, where can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, um, Facebook, LinkedIn at the niche nailer. Um, and then you can find me on my website at nail that niche. Um, so yeah, I am working on my social media. <laughs> I know a real good VA who could help you out with that. Just saying. Let's do it. <laughs> I am I am working towards that, but I am there. I'm just, you know, not a oh. pro at posting, but if you reach out, I'm there. I hear you. I will obviously make sure that all your comp 
on contact information gets in there. We have, um, yeah, you're so welcome. We have, I want to just say thank you again to all the listeners on the Wisdom Audio app. We have one time, um, just a couple more minutes and would, um, if it's all right with you, Marlita, if somebody Absolutely. wants to come up and maybe, <laughs> excuse me, ask you uh, a question. Sure. About what and how you do. So I would welcome the opportunity and invite our listeners on the Wisdom Audio app to come on up. Um, and while we're waiting for that, obviously we'll give it just another minute or so. When you, you would mention <laughs> the why determines the how. What is one big thing that you have learned from that process, like maybe in coaching your clients when you're discussing how you like your why needs to term de, to determine the how. Mm-hmm. What are some some things that you have learned that just like boom stand out in your head? Um, I would say one of the things is, like I said, building a business is essentially about answering questions and making decisions. And I need information to help me make those decisions and answer those questions so that I can actually build the business I'm intending to build. Because you can make decisions and answer questions and they can build (laughs) something completely different. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing for me. That was the biggest, biggest revelation for me is, oh, that's what I need. That's what I need to make all of these other things. Another thing, and the reason that I that I work with my clients the way that I do is because I'm like, okay, I built my work for what I needed. I'm not here to give you a method. I'm here to help you build your work the way you need it. So, you know, we are, as entrepreneurs, we are the architects of this building. And so even when taking advice, you have to know what you need in order to know whose advice is best for you. I'm great at building greenhouses, but you're not trying to build a greenhouse. You're trying to build an amusement park. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you need other information. So even with the coaching and the advice that we get, we have to know, you don't have to know all that you need, but you at least need to know what you're trying to build have some sense of it so that you know even that advice is right for you. So that, for me, it's really simple. The biggest revelation is I realized how connected every decision I make is to me being clear about what I'm trying to build. Hmm. Yes, and I think as well that it's not that you're, <laughs> excuse me, it's not that you're telling your clients what to do. You're guiding them on what they feel they should do. You're cultivating that interest within them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a b- big difference between telling somebody what to do versus guiding them and cultivating that interest for them. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, because I was I was thinking the other day, you know, there are two that I can think of kind of clients, right? And both are valid. Some say, this is what I want to do. I, I don't want to think about it. Just give me a process so I can get it done, right? You have a process, great. Give me that and I'll get it done. 
you have those people, then you have other people who are like, oh, I either do or don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to build it my way, right? Those people are for me. The people who are like, I, I want to build it my way. I have an idea of how I want to do this, but I'm not sure how to do it. Right. Those are my people. Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't have a one, two, three, four for you. <laughs> oh my I don't. Gosh. Marlita, I have so enjoyed this conversation with you today. I, here. You are such a gem and thank you. The most beautiful smile. And I feel I feel your your energy. You're three hours behind, I believe. Yes. Uh, on the West Coast, um, East Coast, but that doesn't matter because here we are in this space today and creating hopefully. Um, with our many listeners and viewers who will be listening to this later on, perhaps, is cultivating that interest within them to, hey, yes, this can be done. It may be hard. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. Oh, my God. So have I. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> yes. And, um, and I, you know what? And I did mention this before I came on. And this has nothing to do about this topic of conversation, but folks, it is legal to drink your pumpkin coffee now. Just <laughs> And on that note, again, I want to thank all my listeners on the Wisdom Audio app. Remember that if you have a story to share, if you are in business already, even if you're not in business, but you have something to share, share it. The Truly Your VA podcast is really the podcast to connect, engage with, and collaborate. Collaborate, And I am so blessed and grateful to be in this moment with Marlita. And we're going to sign off for now on the Wisdom Off audio app. And then we'll do our closing, of course, on the Facebook page. This um, podcast will be posted later today. <laughs> so if you're looking to re-listen to it or you know maybe you want to watch the video of it go check out uh the truly your va podcast you can click on my profile page and yes that is the picture i do not like but click on <laughs> click on my um right below my name will be the truly your va website and maybe you'll see some better pictures of me on the website i don't know what to tell you but that's what it is anyways thank you so much wisdom i so appreciate your time Oh my gosh. I, I really love the wisdom app. You, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> All right. Wisdom signing off for now and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Okay. Facebook friends, listeners on YouTube, viewers on rumble, BitChute, wherever you happen to watch the truly your VA podcast with Janice. Today has been an amazing podcast. This is one of those podcasts I will listen to over and over again. And you know what? It's all good because there is a bigger revelation in store for me, for Marlita. And you may just be inspired by this amazing young woman. She is fabulous. Signing off for now. And Marlita, I just want to say thank you again. And I hope you will definitely consider coming back to the Truly Your VA podcast. Oh my gosh, I would love to. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. 
Alrighty, friends, I just want to say goodbye again. And remember, the Truly Your VA podcast, we want to connect, we want to engage, and we want to collaborate. We'll see you again real soon. Thank you so much for being here. Bye for now.